Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Brandon Escott as well. Orders now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, ITs, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan. Saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. We have a trade in the NHL. Not exactly a blockbuster, but kind of a little odd. Jamie Alexiak has been traded from Pittsburgh back to the Dallas Stars for a fourth-round draft choice. Brendan, you want to just go into Jamie Alexiak's bio and see what he was... Was he claimed on waivers, or was he traded to Pittsburgh? I'm trying to recall what the deal was last year, how he ended up going from Dallas to Pittsburgh last season. Again, you can text us at 630-630. On our Heartland Ford text line, with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory... They're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experienced the difference of Heartland Ford. I'm pretty sure Alexiak was with Dallas at the start. That deal was last year because he played for Ken Hitchcock. So you're just pulling it up. What has it got there? Uh, he was traded to Pittsburgh in exchange for a conditional fourth rounder in this upcoming draft. <laughs> so they got the same pick back. They got the same pick back. That's what, uh, uh, well, that's funny. Uh, you can also reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Follow us on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Starford. Tweet Brendan, at Brendan Escott. This text is going to get some people going right here, right now, Brendan. Here we go. Bob, the last good general manager that the Edmonton Oilers had was Kevin Lowe. We had winning, he had winning records in seven of his eight years as GM. He made solid trades and liked to go after big fish, i.e. Lindros. He got Chris Pronger. Uh, attempts at Heatley. Technically, the Heatley trade was in the summer of 2009, and uh, Tam Malini was the GM at that point. Maybe the team needs a little bit more input from Kevin Lowe. Well, the one thing I'll say, and I discussed this last week, before... I joined then the Rexall Sports Corporation, which was in, uh, well, technically September of 2008, but uh, committed to the deal in late August of 2008. Back in 2006, kind of got walked through the whole process on the Chris Pronger deal. And the order said, you know, the reality is that the Pronger situation needed to be resolved. Uh, Long story short, um... Edmonton made contact with a multitude of NHL organizations. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but teams that had a couple of young prospects for a world-class talent like uh, uh, like Chris Pronger. And on and you can look this up. On June the 30th of 2006, the Edmonton Oilers re-signed Dwayne Rollison and Fernando Pisani. And later in that afternoon, I had a conversation uh, with Kevin, and he said, look, Anaheim's coming to the St. Hard. And I need to get plus plus. In other words, I needed to get more than what they're offering. 
and he ended up getting an additional conditional pick, which turned out to be Jordan Everly. And so the deal became, what was it? It was uh, Pronger for Lupul, who was a first-rounder in 02, Schmid, who was a first-rounder in 04, uh, at least one first-rounder, a second-rounder, and another conditional first-rounder. I think the Oilers lost one of the first-rounders as a result of uh, uh, doing the offer sheet on Dustin Penner, who, by the way, scored over 90 goals in four years. I know there's still people out there, oh, he stunk as an Oiler. In 2009-2010, he was the best player on the team. He scored 32 goals that season. He was a plus player. That was a team that started, even though many of you would say the rebuild started in 06-07, the plan was not to rebuild in 06-07. The rebuild really started in February of 2010. And on that team that year, uh, Dustin Penner was the best player. In the next season, Dustin Penner got Edmonton a number one back that turned out to be Oscar Clefbaugh. Again, you can text us at 630-630. We're talking about uh, where's your confidence level at right now with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, uh, you know, with the amateur side versus the pro side, obviously some of the transactions, transactions over the course of the last calendar year have been perplexing to everybody involved in the situation. Let's go to Norm. Norm wants to talk about the All-Star game. Norm, what's up? Uh, just curious, Bob. Um, it looked to me like Connor McDavid in the fastest skating competition uh, was skating just fast enough to win. I don't think he was actually going as fast as he. I don't think he had the afterburners on there. Yeah. Uh, and, to be honest, and that, to, to be and honest, modesty too. I can totally see him doing that. You're saying he's modest? Well, he plays modest. Yeah. Like he's, we have a generation of Canadians that are, to paraphrase Spirit of the West, far too Canadian. They're not selfish enough with the puck. Like, yeah, and I, I don't know. I just thought uh, you thought so. You thought he scaled it back a bit, and he could have. Uh, yeah, he doesn't want he, just because he doesn't want to show up everybody. That's just his can, style. Can I be honest with you, Norm? Until yeah. until Edmonton hosts an All Star game. I don't give a flying blank about the All-Star Seriously, if we host it here, I'm going to care about it because it's going to be a good event for the city and everybody. But when it's somewhere else, I don't. I agree. You know I what agree. I mean? I just, I don't care. Like, it's, and, not, and I haven't run into too many people that do, but I just like watching the skills. I wanted to see Leon and uh, and uh, Connor in their glory, and I just thought he could have done that track in 14 seconds, to be honest with you. Well, he did it, he did it in 13-something, didn't he? Fifteen point one. No, 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 no. He finished. You can look. Go look it up on uh, right now, Norm. He was at thirteen point three something or something like that. Thanks, Norm. Let's go to Bob, who's got a great uh, name. He's on line number two. Bob says the Oilers need players, not coaches. Is that right, Bob? That's right. We don't win hockey games with coaches. We win hockey games with players. Maybe the coach is the guy who hires them. But at the end of the day, you need players and not coaches. And I think the Oilers spend too damn much time looking for coaches and not enough time looking for players. Okay. That's my point. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Bob. Uh, 780-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630. No, we're on air. What's going on? I'm on air. The button's on. Do we have a technical issue right now, Brendan?
we still on air? Did you knock us off the air? We lost, uh, what's what's happening here? I've got uh, two buttons which are suggesting that we are on air, Brendan. If you cannot hear us right now, can you text us at 630, 630? Uh, Bob, the new GM needs to find talent to upgrade the roster that must have speed, skill, and high hockey IQ. Here's what we're going to do. Brendan, let's, let's go to a break and see if we can get this figured out after some texts and uh, emails. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, let's try this again. Are we good to go, Brendan? You got me here loud and clear. What do you think? Is it happening for you? I've got you. It's not very loud or very clear, but we're going to roll. That's all we can do, Bob, live radio. Uh-huh. Let's go to Brad on line number, whoa, what's now what's happening with this here? What? There we go. Brad on line three. Brad, you're in orders now. How are you doing? Good. Can you hear me, Bob? I can, yes. Okay, so I'm one of the few people or many people who have been texting a few times lately asking about the possibility of trying to trade Ryan Spooner for Sam Gagne. And I'm wondering... Uh, like, he's in the minors, he, 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 they buried him. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his history with, uh, when he when he's coming into a contract year, he usually does really well. And I just think that that would be a trade that could work for both teams, that change of scenery. Do you think that's a possibility? I think it makes sense. Um, and it makes sense because you, there's no issues that would preclude from bringing Gagne in. He was, as far as, again, I am not in the room, but my impression is that he's always been a well-liked guy uh, at this stage of the game with Spooner. I mean, the, the, the money's basically the same. Uh, Gagne's a right shot. He could take some face-offs. He can play in a second-unit power play. And I reiterate, my impression of him is that he was a terrific guy. So, so do you I, think I, the Oilers are, are investigating that at all? Or? I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how you can make that work. I have to look up the the rough like it's within a hundred thousand or less. Yeah, Spooner's making uh, four million, but the Rangers are eating nine hundred thousand. Um, I think Gone is three point two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and they both have a year. They both have a year left on their deal, right? Yeah, and they're and they're both in the minors, and and so right. hopefully Vancouver, maybe they they see him as someone they could call up for injury. But yeah, I just feel like he's a better fit. And and, and Gagne doesn't seem like a Hitchcock guy, though. He seems a bit of a, a Ty Ratty type player, but with higher end offense, right? Uh certainly a more proven NHL player and a guy. Yeah, if you look, well, he played for in Columbus, and he had a fantastic. He had an unbelievable so, year. Uh, and, that, he, and he played with uh, you know whatever is Fonzie there, who's a lot like Hitchcock in his. John Tortorella. Yeah, you know what? I mean, physical play in that guy. Brad, you're not going to get a disc. It it totally makes sense, you and know? the numbers make sense, and the fact that they're both in the minors makes sense. Um. And it might come down to I mean, people might say, "Well, hundred thousand. I, I don't even. I mean, Vancouver would put it this way. I would think that's the sort of move that you could look at that that could feasibly happen. Why? I mean, does it happen? I don't know. Van, you need to. You still need two parties at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. that's why I was thinking. I mean, if you throw in a six-round picker, I don't know if I'd throw a prospect. I just, I, I just look at the fact that you had a third-line center in Strom. Who? Oh, well, who, who, I mean, but yeah, again, terrible. You that know, was the end of the Pronger tree. I also texted you that a few minutes ago. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. The Pronger tree ends with, with Ryan Spooner, unless he gets him. And, I, you know, I didn't have a ton of information on Ryan Spooner. I trusted a couple. I mean, here's the thing. Peter Shirelli drafted Ryan Spooner. And, like, uh, Keith Gretzky went there in 2013. So Spooner was a 2010 draft. Um, but 
Spooner was being scratched in New York. That, you know, like Strom was an even goal share. Like it, and he was a center. And Spooner to me was, I think Spooner should be able to be a third line player in the NHL. I don't get it. Like to me, I, I'm like, what the hell happened to this guy? You know, Bob, I'm going to say something. I don't think you've, you've heard much on this show, but I think is a real truth in the NHL. When certain guys get a certain amount of money, I think they take the summer off. And I, I don't know, I've, I've never met Ryan Spooner, but I think it's human nature. Yep. You know, uh, I'm a commissioned salesperson. Sometimes you make enough money on the 10th of the month and you just take a couple weeks off. And I think, I think that that's some of these guys, you know, they made the money. And the thing that bothers me reminds me a bit of when they didn't scout Griffin Reinhardt in the last year and then they traded for him anyway. Like, did they even go watch him play in the Rangers before they made Do the Do you trade? recall what Bob Green said? Because I was, he said he didn't see him. Yeah, so, I don't know who that's on, right? Well, and then, all right, so if he didn't see him, who did see him, right? And they all said they didn't see him, except Shirelli said he saw him play one game. Yeah, well, and he was a horse, but he, he's a And I got to be honest, I thought Griffin, <laughs> I thought Griffin could play. Personally, I thought Griffin, but I also assumed he yeah, wanted to work. play that year either against, against pros, right? I did not see no. a single game. Uh, I will say this, I know somebody in the organization who knew the coach down in Bithyana, and he was concerned about him. Okay, so this is my question, then, Bob. As a fan, I, yes. the other day, guys, on Friday, they were calling in saying they were worried that Nicholson didn't do a great job with his you know, with his analysis when he hired Shirelli, due diligence there. Yeah. If you look in hindsight, it was, he really did. He was he fluked his way to that Stanley Cup. He made more bad moves than good, but he inherited such a good situation. He didn't ruin it enough. But I, I think you, ha- I think you have to give Shirelli some credit for Boston well, winning the he Cup. Had Chara, he, all those guys were. Okay, whoa, 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 He was with Ottawa. They yeah, su- yeah, well, he they- wasn't the GM when he signed. He wasn't Chara signed. Uh- well, he technically wasn't allowed to be involved. In, come on, man. Be, be, Brad, you're, you're, you're a commission salesman. You're smarter than that. You know there's backdoor. So, however they got Chara, that was the, the deal that made the Bruins franchise. And Bergeron was there already. That's the one that was there already. He, he screwed up the Kessel trade, and then he got Sagan and Hamilton as a gift. How did he screw up the Kessel trade? He got two well, first. He traded him at all. But he was lucky to get Sagan back, and then he, he screwed that up. He should have just kept Kessel the whole time. It would have been better off than what they got. They have nothing now for Louis Erickson. Anyway, hey, Bob, the, my concern, my second comment was, I'm a little worried that Keith Gretzky made those three trades, the disastrous trades this in-season with... with Brad, it's my, it's my belief, and I'm not steering... There's a pro side and an amateur side. Keith's been out scouting on the amateur side. That's what okay, he's been well, doing. Okay, so what about then who the pro scouts I, like? I, mean, I, I don't even know, like... Whoever made that decision was Shirelli. At the end of the day, Peter signs yeah, off on it. I don't know who influenced Peter. I just, how would I? And here's the thing. I mean, I'm on the plane, but he doesn't talk like he's he's not one of those. I don't know. Like will, that's will the Bob point. Nelk, will Bob Nicholson know when he's doing his evaluation for the new GM? When they hire the guy, will they say, "Well, which pro scout again?" What did they do? What did Shirelli do in June of 2015? Yeah, he fired he f- Maury Gare and he fired. McGregor. Yes, he did. He fired them both. Who got good the good firings? But uh, <laughs> and who became the head? Who, who's the head pro scout? Dwayne uh, Sutter. Dwayne Sutter. Right. So, how much does he listen to Dwayne? I don't know. Well, Bob, I think you know uh, Daryl Sutter was an outstanding coach and a very poor GM. And Eric Francis, you know, he always yeah. talked about the Sutter colony and how they ruined the franchise for a few years. He was an outstanding coach. He brought in all his brothers. Well, why do you bring in guys who failed in the last job and think they're going to be better the next time? Interesting perspective. Thanks, Brad, for the call. Yep, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go to Rob. He's in Calgary on line one. Rob, how are you? 
Oh, not bad, Bob. I was just listening to your show, and I'm just stunned that Brian Spooner is at $3 million. I thought he... God, no wonder Shirelli got canned. Like, seriously. That's just my take. He's actually at $4 million, and the Rangers ate $900,000 to balance the money between Strom for Spooner. And Strom wasn't killing it in Edmonton, but he wasn't killing the Oilers in Edmonton. He was reinventing himself. He was a popular guy in the room. And again, I'm not in the room, but I'm telling you right now, he was a popular guy in the room. And uh, I think he was... that makes a difference. That makes a difference. And he was reinventing himself a little bit, so... Oh, my God. I'm just... I'm shocked at that. Yeah. I thought he was 1.5 or something like that, right? I... uh, Anyways, good luck with you guys. <laughs> That's a call from Calgary. He said he wanted to talk about Reinhardt, then he brought up Spooner. Let's go to uh, Mark on line three. Mark, how are you? Bobby, I've been I've been better. Okay. Uh, listen, man, I'm so mad. I'm so mad at the press conference. I'm so mad at the Oilers organization. You're still mad at the press conference? It was five days ago. How do you get over that? The CEO of the franchise has no idea what the problem is. It's something in the water. He's got no solutions. He's been in charge for almost five years. We are wasting a generational talent. I feel so bad for McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins that they were unfortunately drafted into the house of incompetence. Mark, let me, ask you, let, let, me, let me ask you a question. What if, what if Bob Nicholson had said, you know what, we know exactly what went wrong here, and boom, we're making this decision and putting this guy in his place, and he's going to be the new GM of the team immediately. What, how would you have responded to that? Or would you have said, you know what, you might want to take a little bit of time, evaluate, dig deep, and find out exactly what's going on here? I would have liked... How long has stuff been going on, man? It's not like the past five years have been great, and then all of a sudden something bad happens. This is a franchise that hasn't used the latest technology to make decisions. They don't do comprehensive searches. They have terrible pro scouting. Their talent evaluation is suspect at best. None of this just happened in the last year. None of it just happened in the last year. Well, actually, I would assert to you that I think their amateur scouting and development has taken a step forward in the last year compared to you where know it was. was going to do that? Yeah, McTavish said he was going to do that when he was. Tambellini was going to fix that. Like, but they on, actually, man. they actually do have, and they're not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they have a nine out of ten farm system. They're probably at a six right now, but they've got some legitimate prospects coming now. They're Player acquisition this year has, uh, you know, what's the saying? Uh, leave much to be desired. I mean, that goes without saying. Because they sure, certainly in the eyes of most people, they'd say they lost all three trades that they've made, big trades. The, the You know, the the, the, the Spooner, Spooner acquisition. Uh, I, I don't think you could say they've lost the, the trade involving uh, Petrovich because the other guy's playing down on the – Weidman's playing down on the uh, minors. Uh, and Manning for Kajula. We'll see how that goes. I mean, Kajula, useful forward somewhere in the top 12. Manny might end up slotting in here as the six for Edmonton. Mark, uh, we got to get going here, but I appreciate your energy. Okay, thanks for the call. Take care, Mark. 780-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630 on our...
Heartland Ford uh, text line. I will get to some more texts. Um, this just so I want to get this one from Johannes up in the Grand Prairie. Uh, what's the options regarding the Sacra contract? Can he ever come back after missing two years in the NHL? Surely he can't produce at the value of the contract again. Well, he could see if he could play this year. There's a chance he doesn't pass. And then he just ends permanently on LTIR. That's an option. Usually those contracts are insured to the 80% in that range. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in orders now, Al May, uh, Washington Capitals broadcaster and a former Edmonton Oiler. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.